Welcome to another episode of the JMS Podcast. We have a great guest. It is comedian Theo Hole. He is a great guy, awesome guy, uh, definitely a comedian to check out here in the Bay Area. Came in for a chat right after the holidays. And uh, yeah, can't wait to get to it. Uh, the Indiegogo campaign is officially over. I want to thank you, all of you guys, everybody who supported me. Thank you so much. I've raised enough to start production. And uh, I can't wait to get back to it. And I want to thank especially Alex Aste and his wife, Serbi Aste. They donated their executive producers. Then we have Pauline Guest, also an executive producer. And thank you so much for your generous donation. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate even donations from everybody else. Tony McIntyre, Marty Murillo. Kusha Siovani, Ryan McLaren, and Victoria Hesse, I think it's her name. But thank you, all of you guys, every one of you. Thank you to those on Facebook who shared my posts. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you guys enough. I assure you I will do my best to give the best web series um, that I can give. And it's a very ambitious project, but considering this much support I'm receiving, I think it can be done. And again, thank you, every one of you. And look forward to behind-the-scenes material. And uh, I want to apologize for Theo Hall. I forgot to take his picture. Uh, I'm an idiot. I totally forgot uh, to take his picture to advertise for the podcast. That's a thing I do. And and I, I got so many things in my head. I'm so busy this winter break. I got literally like, like a thousand different projects coming left and right. And I, I just been so busy. I'm preparing for a music show. I am... Um, also got a couple screenplays to finish. I have an adaption to finish. I have uh, I just been very busy. And on top of that, to add on to it, a big announcement. I am going to be the host of Cafe Friscotti Comedy Night once again. That's right. I got it back. I am back. So uh, if you're listening in, you're in San Jose or in the South Bay, come on by uh, this Monday. Uh, for the next couple weeks, it'll be on Monday nights. Um, back hosting it. I'm changing the format a bit, and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I have a, a great group of writers to help me out. We're gonna have some sketch stuff, and uh, hopefully, bring this uh, open mic up to uh, another level. And uh, I'm getting good support for that. At the same time, I'm getting some resistance. It's a little weird. But maybe not that weird. But, you know, so th- there are some that don't want this open mic to really exist. But uh, but I, I think there's there, there's big opportunities here. And I'm looking forward to it. It's just one more thing to add and I'm going to be busy with. But, uh, but I am very much looking forward to it. I'm excited to start experimenting with a couple things. Uh, no, not drugs, but experimenting with a couple of, of comedy themes and such and that. And it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge because I got to fit all that in my busy schedule. But I think it could be done. I got a great, great uh, amount of people supporting me on this. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, Theo, I forgot to take your picture. My apologies. But let's, uh, let's uh, without further ado, let's get to our conversation. 
And uh, if you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher, or any other hosting podcast sites that I'm not aware of, but I've noticed that my podcast is on there. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, this podcast also has a Facebook page. Search for JMS Podcast. The f- I also have an Instagram and a Twitter, JMS Podcast, and a YouTube channel. Uh, no, I'm not videotaping my guests yet. Not yet. Don't have the, the funding for that yet. But um, working on it. But I do have videos of my musical guests performing. So please check that out on YouTube. JMS Podcast. And uh, for, for real now, like seriously, without further ado, let's get on with our conversation with Theo. Good. You're good. You got a good radio voice. Yeah, you know no, that? the face is the issue. The face. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and, and the, the person, sounds there, not the face. The personality so. isn't too great either, but the voice, yeah, that, that, that can do. You're a nice guy. I, I met you, like, uh, see, the first time I met you was at the caravan, I believe. Mm-hmm. You, Did you, didn't we meet at, like, a random mic? <sighs> isn't the caravan a random mic? I mean, the caravan's a random mic, but I'm talking, like, some mixed mic... If we did, it most likely would have been for Scotty. It might have been there. On yeah. a Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. On a Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. But I think I really got to know you when I went to the caravan. You right. came with your leather jacket, got your tats. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's a badass comedian. <laughs> yeah, but I just look like I belong in the caravan. And then like, <laughs> and then, and then I like, they call my name and I get up there and they're just like, oh, this guy must be trying comedy for the first time. Uh, yeah. Must be sh- drunk, you know, and think he's funny or something yeah i get it man when i went to the caravan bathroom I was like this is a place i'll find theo sure <laughs> right this is the kind of place <laughs> yeah no i love places like that man how are the holidays christmas was yesterday how'd you it was, spend it it was good man i did um i did an ugly uh christmas sweater party you know is that a thing it's it's a thing yeah. is it new um i think it's getting bigger now they have like websites where you can <laughs> go online and get like a tacky sweater i think before you have to you had to used to like have like a grandma who gave you like some weird sweater with a cat on it but now right. it's it's like a thing it's a Pe- big thing people are getting creative with it yeah yeah i didn't i found i found a sweater at my work on the ground and i washed it i, I double washed it and then i was just like all right this is this is it like, do you get creative with it at all? Or? No, Des- no, no. Describe I just, this ugly sweater that you had on. It was, it, it was weak, man. It was just like a red sweater with Santa on it, you know. But I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a cheap person, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not gonna go to the store and buy a sweater for one day, you right. know. <laughs> like the thrift store, you wouldn't buy shop there. I, I, I thought about it, but like if I was gonna buy like a, a piece of clothing that I was gonna wear more than once, but it was just like, you know, I'm just gonna wear this once, you know. How many people were there? 
We had, we had like seven or eight, you know, good friends. You know? Okay, so it's among your circle of friends. Yeah, yeah. I, so it was I, a for some reason, thing. I thought it was like a, an online get together. Like, hey, you got ugly <laughs> some sweaters. Craig, we got ugly sweaters. Let's meet up for Christmas. Like, hey, before the orgy, let's uh, let's uh, have like a little Christmas sweater thing. <laughs> it's a good icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, start the orgy. That's right. Right, you're allowed to leave it on during the orgy. You know, depending on how you feel. You know. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> what was the the craziest sweater you've seen there so far? All right, so my my um, the guy who had the party just it, he just dominated all of our sweaters. So he had a sweater that had Jesus on it, and then it said "Birthday Boy," and he was giving like the thumbs up. It was hilarious. <laughs> this doesn't sound like a bad sweater at all. It sounds pretty cool. That that's a sweater that should be worn more than once, more but than it's once. perfect on Christmas. Uh huh. For Jesus's birthday. For Jesus's birthday. It's not something your grandma would make though. No, no, no. Because no. it's 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 a little offensive, but you, you laugh and you have to smile. Why is he just giving? He's giving me a thumbs up, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's so offensive about that? I, I I'm not religious, but I'm guessing somebody who who uh, you know believes that Jesus has saved their life just kind of has. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of it's it's hinting I, we, at we can't you know. have Jesus do thumbs up. That's so offensive. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, I, I like the way you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've seen so many different offensive images of Jesus. That's for me. That's like super tame. Like I, I don't see anybody get offended by that. Oh, do you? Do you? No, I'm not. Re- I'm not religious. I, I like wearing offensive shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're wearing a motor head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I have. Um, I have a shirt that really pisses people off. So it's a band I like. It's a it's a punk band, The Doors. The it's dwarves, the dwarves. Oh, the like, dwarves. like little people. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I was thinking of uh, fucking what's his name from the sixties and seventies. Right, right. Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is a band from I don't know, like late eighties, nineties, and stuff. And so they have a shirt that has their symbol on it, which is like a skull and crossbones. Yeah. But instead of the crossbones, it's two boners, two you know like hard cocks. Yeah, and a skull, are these, right? Are, are these well drawn out cocks, or is it like obvious? Pretty well, pretty well. I mean, you know, if you you've seen a cock before, you're like, yeah, that's a nice, that's a good looking piece, right? <laughs> right. Uh. And uh, and then on the back, in like the clearest letters possible, it says, "Teach children to worship Satan," which is one of their lyrics from their songs. <laughs> and and let me tell you, if you go to a coffee shop and yeah. you get a coffee and someone is behind you, they will they will just get pissed at you. Has anybody ever? Oh yeah, all yeah. the time. Really? Uh, people, people have said so. It, it got to the point where I don't wear it as much because it's just like I'm gonna have to. Some, some guy's gonna say something to me. And that's the worst part is, it, it's not that you're, I'm not. I wouldn't get mad if they're offended. I'm mad that they actually had to be vocal about it towards me. Yeah. It's like, don't bother me. I know you're offended. Right. Don't talk to me, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Keep t- talk to with your buddies or something like that. But. I don't want to hear it. Right. Right. It's just like, look, we just have different parenting techniques. Okay. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the worst thing someone has said when wearing that shirt to you? Um, th- This guy tried to stop me and he tried to be like, it was weird because he tried to be like buddy, buddy. He's like, Hey man, how, how are you doing? And it's just like, I was getting a coffee and I was like, I, it was like morning time uh-huh. and I like had, I, I was going to go do stuff. Right. And so he started trying to be my friend. I was like, well, maybe this guy wants to be my friend. And then all of a sudden he started just being like, Hey, you know, wh- what do you think about that shirt? Do you really believe that? And I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I thought you wanted to be friends, man. What yeah. the fuck is this? I have another shirt though. This one, this one is hard to wear as well. So, I uh, I just threw it on one day, and I was this was actually recently, and I was getting my mom a Christmas present, mm-hmm. and for Christmas she wanted to do like a carving class, and uh, on this shirt it's a nine inch nail shirt, and it has this woman who's upside down who's getting cut in half. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I show up to this like yeah. I'm in Los Gatos, yeah. you know, this rich town, and I show up to this um, uh, Sir La Tab or table, or whatever it's called, and it's basically all these housewives and like mothers and like you know I don't know uh, who are just in there, and then it's me who comes walking in, and I'm like at the knife counter, and I'm like, look, I need a, a cutting class. What is your schedule? And these two old ladies are just staring at my shirt. They're like, oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy is a serial killer. Yeah. But you know what? The cool thing about that. Yeah. Is they respected me so much. They were just on their toes. There was anything I needed. They're just like, sure, let me let me get it for you. You know, like let, let, let me help you out. They're like, just please don't hurt us. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I should I should do this more. <laughs> we should have pissed this guy off. Right. Give him what he wants. <laughs> Give him what he wants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. But but glad to know your Christmas went well. Yeah, it was awesome, man. How how was your Christmas? Ah, uh, dude. Uh, we celebrated on the 24th, Christmas Eve. It's a Mexican thing, I guess. I'm not sure if it's a Latin American thing. I'm not sure. But on the 24th, you party it up till midnight. Midnight, you open gifts. Then for the rest of the day, you sleep. On the 25th, you don't do shit. You just hang out, chill. Well, you need to spread the message and have us do that in America. Like, that is the way to do it. Party just it up party on the 24th. Up, you get your presents early. And then you just fall asleep, and you get to sleep and relax. Well, I think the 25th for a lot of Latin Americans is pretty much to get over your your, your hangover, really. I mean, right. you just don't do shit. You stay in the house. You, you avoid sunlight because all the, you know, you just parted up last night. For me, I was all right. Spent it with friends and family. So it wasn't yeah. too bad. It wasn't too bad. I did not have an ugly sweater, unfortunately. It would have made things a, lot, a little bit more interesting, I think, in my household. Yeah. <laughs> they're the, the weird thing is they're comfortable yeah 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 if you're, if are you're they cold yeah if you're cold they are very comfortable. for some reason when i imagine <laughs> the, those ugly sweaters i imagine it being like wooly like super uncomfortable itchy wooly uh, uh what's a fabric I'm, I'm thinking of i think you're thinking of wool right isn't wool, wool like cotton? get itchy doesn't wool get itchy i've never i don't think i've worn anything wool well certain wool is actually comfortable like wool oh, really? from like a fucking sheep's ass is super soft oh, yeah you, need you know to what i'm saying but, ass wool. but but there's that cotton fake wool that's like oh, okay. super itchy and scratchy. Right, right, right. I remember as a kid hating wearing those going to school. Yeah. And for some reason, that's all my mom bought at the time. For some reason. Yeah. But yeah, so that's how I spent my holiday. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, what are your plans for New Year's? Um, I'm not going out. I mean, maybe do a show if if I were to get booked or or an open mic. Um, but then my buddy is a different friend of mine is just gonna have people over and do food and stuff and you know watch movies and stuff i used to go out and like i don't i don't drink and uh is that a recent uh no 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 like i i'm I'm a raging alcoholic but i'm six years sober so like yeah i used to do a bunch of drugs used to drink a lot and so um so what made you change no i just i i was i was out of control (laughs) Was there like a moment where it was like, fuck, man, I'm fucked up. There was like a year of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was like a year of like people also like around me just being like, wow, that's you're fucked up. Maybe you should get sober. <laughs> but so, yeah, I got I got sober. So it wasn't it, there wasn't ago. like one incident where you're like, shit, I got this dead hooker in my hands. I should stop drinking. No, so the dead hookers are now. Or now. Yeah. <laughs> I give them all the drugs that I don't do, you know, but, so it's, yeah. it's actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's a recent thing. <laughs> it's a recent thing. Okay. Uh, but comedy-wise, you're pretty busy. I've seen you all around. You go to... You you're, you got balls. You got big balls. Because you go to mics that not many comedians like to go because they're a bit more on the PC level. 
for example, is you go to the San Jose State University yes. uh, mosaic. Uh, oh, I shouldn't say their name, but who gives a fuck? I don't give because yeah, they who cares? They pulled the mic on me once. Yeah, just because I said a homeless joke that right. I thought was pretty tame. But you continue on, and your material is <laughs> not exactly you know PC material <laughs> itself. There's a lot of dead hooker material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's your experience doing those mics? I love that mic that I saw you at the the San Jose yeah. mosaic one. Um, because I think I love yelling at young adults. I, I, I don't know. Like I did that one recently, like, uh, the last time they had it like a month ago and I was the only comic there and it was so fun because they didn't cut me off. I think it's the same thing as like those old ladies when they saw me in that shirt with the woman getting cut. Like, they're just like, this guy may have a weapon. And so we're just going to stare at him and chuckle a little bit, yeah. you know, as he yells about whatever the hell he's yelling at about. And we're not going to cut him off. And and I don't know. It was just like it filled me up, man. It was just awesome. <laughs> and I, I would say I didn't get very many laughs. There was like one girl in the back that was cracking up, but yeah. she didn't want the other people to know that she was cracking up. So she had her hand over her face. That's so she's like, I don't want to yeah. be associated with this guy, but I do think he's funny. And then everybody else was just freaked out. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was the coolest thing. They, they, I, they didn't pull the mic on you or nothing? They like didn't that? pull the mic. I just got, I just got kind of tired and I just, I, I, I think I, um, <laughs> I had another uh, mic that I was going to. So I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to leave. And they're like, oh my God, thank God. <laughs> is, is that a good tactic you use? It's like, I'm going to hold this room hostage. Whether they like it or not. So at that place, yes, because like, okay, so. That mic, you're not going to do good at. You're not going to kill. So to, yeah. to the people you know listening, this is a mic that's in the middle of a cafeteria. Like the first time that I met you, I couldn't find it. And yeah. I was just like a creepy dude walking around a college campus. And I, then I, I saw you. I was like, this guy looks lost. <laughs> oh, shit. That's Theo. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. And I was like, wait, what, what's Theo doing on campus? I'm not sure. Yeah, you're just like, sir, sir, there's no, you know. <laughs> Honestly, I thought you were looking at young babes or something like that. Oh, I definitely was. Yeah, but I was also looking for the mic. You know what I mean? I was I was multitasking, right? And so <laughs> yeah. you show me where it is, and it's in the middle of this um, – um, cafeteria uh -huh. and like they don't know how to introduce a comedian so you get introduced all weird right and then the other thing is is they give this uh like speech like before the mic starts about like you know being pc and all this stuff and like how this is a safe place and you know how they're welcoming to everybody and then like a person like me goes up and they're just like okay we have to you know be welcoming and uh <laughs> you know let's hear his point of view oh okay so he's a he's a childish pervert all right this is nice you know <laughs> and uh yeah so so that room i'm just like you know what? i'm not gonna be i'm not it's not gonna go well i don't need these little kids to like me let's just, let's just fuck with them a little bit you know yeah and it's i i was actually thinking about that i had so much fun there the last time i went how long have you been doing comedy for uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Where did you start? My first mic was at Rooster Tees. Oh, you went to yeah. the big mic first, huh? Well, yeah, because it was like one of the things where I was like, all right, I'm going to do some comedy. And so I Googled open mics and... Um, Hold on, before we go out there. So what led you to do comedy? Like, what was that moment where you were like, I want to do stand-up? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I like pe making people laugh. Um and uh, I like uh, I like trying to be funny, and um, I also hate work. 
<laughs> you know, and that's I a hate, common trait. I, among I, many have, I have a shitty yeah. career that I hate, and I'm just like, what line of work are you in? Uh, I do sales. Sales, yeah, yeah, okay. I do sales, and it's retail just like, or is it just sales? Uh, sales tech shit, tech you know? shit, and I'm horrible at it. And so I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? I'm like, I would be so cool if I got to do something I like to do and right. then make a little bit of money. Uh, not that there's much money in comedy, but so anyway, so I was like, fuck it, like I'll just. Uh, I looked online and I saw, okay, an open mic, you, you get five minutes. And I was just like, all right, this could be a horrible five minutes. I've had so many horrible five minute experiences in my life. <laughs> One more isn't going to make it any worse. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was just like, uh-huh. I'll just do it, you know? And so I, uh, I tried writing down five minutes of stuff that I thought was funny. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I just went on stage and, and, and did it. How'd it go? It. It was one of those things where it went a lot better than it should have gone because so Rooster Tees, like the host, uh, introduced me as like, hey, this is his first time. And so the crowd was just like really, really forgiving. Ah. And like I was crazy. I was I was insanely nervous. You had to bring some people too, right? Did you? Bring no, them no. Here? So it was the open mic. So I, I didn't tell any of my friends because I was just like I know my friends. The they're malicious and they we we just we just cut into each other. That's all we do. We just make fun of each other. Yeah. You know. And uh, so I knew if they were there, they were just gonna have years of material to make fun of me. Yeah, seeing me the first time I'm doing comedy. You know yeah. what I mean? And so uh, I didn't tell anybody about it, and uh, and I just rolled over there. And I did it. The crowd was really forgiving. Um, and it went by, I don't know, it went by pretty quick. And then, you know. Do, do you recall any of the material you've done? It was so bad, dude. It was so bad. It was just like, I don't know. I just, like. Do you remember like a joke, a punchline? It was, so basically I, I try, I can't write jokes. I've tried to write like one-liners and like joke jokes and it just doesn't work out. So normally what I get up there and do is I have an idea of what I want to talk about. And now that I've done a bunch of, I've had a bunch of stage time, I like, you know, know where the funny point points are, but like, I kind of get up there and ramble. Mm-hmm. Like my brain doesn't work where I like, I can't put together like a constant thought, you know, like I'm right. pretty sure like even in like the 15 minutes we've been talking, I've, I've probably said about 10 broken sentences. <laughs> <laughs> you could just go back and review and be like, just listen to that one sentence and be like, that makes no sense. So, the, the, so I kind of just got up there and rambled is what I'm trying to say. You, you rambled. Does that mean that every performance is a little different from the other? A little bit, yeah. Like I start to feel really uncomfortable when it's the exact same as the last time. Because it just, it honestly, what it feels like is it feels like being back in school when I was reading a book report in front of a class. And I'm just like, well, f- I fucking hate school and I, and I hate book reports, <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. so I try to like, I try to change it up a little bit and, and a lot of times it doesn't work out. And then some of the times it's fun or it's fun for me, you so know, before stand up, you're not really big on uh, public speaking, I assume. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. You hated it. Which is very interesting that you actually got into stand up, which is your like ring of fire kind of thing. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Do, do you feel that that has helped you? develop a better public speaking skill. oh yeah 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 yeah. because it's like it's like now if i have to like speak in front of people at work or something or anywhere else it's just like i just you know i, I don't know it's just a little bit more comfortable you know yeah. Some, sometimes it goes bad because sometimes i'm like speaking in front of people at work and they're just like this guy has no idea what we do here <laughs> it's just like yeah that's <laughs> well, kind of true why is this guy still around right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. And uh, how was it doing stand-up for the first time at a bar? That's not like Rooster Tea Feathers. Um, I kind of liked it. 
a bit more freedom. Yeah, because it yeah. was just like it felt like some of the pressure was off, you right. know. And it's just like some of the comedians that were better than me or further along than me and more funny than me, they weren't having that great of sets. And I'm just like, oh well, well, you know, if this guy's not doing well. I'm not going to do well. And at least like when we're outside of the bar talking later, it's just like, yeah, you know, it's just a tough night. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was a little bit, uh, more freeing, you know? And do you mostly hit South Bay mics or do you go up? In the no, city? I'm all over. All over. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always driven a lot. Like my car, I bought my car brand new and, uh, it's got 150,000, 150,000 miles on it. And I've had it for, I think five years now. So I'm putting like what, like 30, 40 miles yeah. 30, 40,000 miles a year on it. So, yeah, I'm all over. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sure you hit so many different kinds of mics. Is there anything you, you, you gained from going through so many diversity of, I, of mics? I do. I love – like, I love going to a mic and being the only white dude there. And oh. then I love going to – I was doing this um, – I've done this uh, drag show a few times where what they do is – so they have, a, like, eight drag queens that dance – uh-huh. And then they'll have one improv stand up, uh, one improv comedy group, and then they'll finish up with a stand up comedian. And so, and it's at this gay bar in Oakland. And, um, and, and like when they announce me, the host is just like, for like three minutes, she just explains that I'm a straight guy. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, that's pretty much true. I mean, <laughs> were you the only straight performer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they like they make it such a point to be like, okay, all right, everybody, you know, like he's straight, but it's okay, it's okay, you know, you could change him, right, right. It's it's it was just weird, like how they brought me up, and so, and then there's this other, um, there's this other bookstore open mic that uh, that it's called like a queer open mic, but they let straight people perform. You know, and um, do do gay open mics usually don't let straight people perform? No, they just it it's just a lot of of, of gay uh, people. You know okay. what I mean? And so, like, I don't know, like, I I don't see a lot of like f- that one doesn't get too many comics that go. Okay. And so I'll be like, so you'll be doing comedy to a predominantly you know uh, gay audience, and I, I I love doing that. You know, because it's just like that's different than being the only white dude at the open mic, you know, different from being like at the the, the shitty dive bar where it's just like three bikers, you know, caravan or like, <laughs> you know, going to like um, there's uh, a few mics that I've done at like wine cellars where like no one's under the age of 60 and everybody's there with a couple, yeah. you know, and you're just like, all right, <laughs> this, uh, is, this is different here. Yeah, a crowd was mostly couples. Uh, I get a little nervous about that for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, just the other day, I was in a show. I was doing a show at Friscati, and most of the crowd were couples. Uh-huh. And I had a friend of mine performing, and his opening joke, I, I don't remember how he set it up, but his punchline at the very end of his opening joke was, hey, pretty soon it'd be like, uh, that's not a monkey, that's my wife. And dead silence, because like, the guys don't want to laugh because the wife is right next to him. The women are not laughing because you know they're uh, slightly you know yeah. offended. It was just the most awkward silence ever, and I laughed my ass off at, at at witnessing such a thing. I was the only guy laughing in the balcony. Right, because like, oh, it's yeah. like oh you you fucked up so bad, but it's so beautiful. <laughs> just the that silence he got was beautiful. Yeah. Oh my god! You ever had? Are are you okay with silent crowds? Because considering that you say that you like like the mosaic sounds like state open mm-hmm. mic, 
I can't imagine there's a mic you don't like. Yeah, I mean, I I get annoyed and I complain all the time, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll try to switch it up. You know what I mean? I'll try to like like I mean, I've done rooms where it's just like a small room, like you know, essentially as big as this podcast studio where there's that's pretty one, small. Yeah, I mean, and there's one person that showed up to the show. And so it's just like, <laughs> essentially, you're having a conversation with this one person. Yeah. And like, even if you get them to gut laugh, it's still going to be pretty quiet in there. So, you know, it's 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 different. And I like I like trying to do different stuff. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. What were you born and raised? Uh, so I was born out in upstate New York. I lived all over the East Coast. And then I moved to the Bay Area. In like fourth grade. Really? Military All, family? Uh, no, dad worked for IBM. So he's okay. just constantly, constantly, you know, going all over the place. Okay. And so you were born in New York. But yeah. At fourth grade, you came to the West Coast. Yeah. How was that? I mean, I was so young that I just, I didn't even know what was going on. You just fit in smoothly? Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I didn't, I was living in North Carolina before that. And I didn't want to leave because, like, my basis was, like, I'm in fourth grade and there was a creek behind my house. And, like, in fourth grade, creeks are the shit, you know? <laughs> like, you can just – I mean, that's, like, four days of fun, right? Yeah. So we just – and so when I came out here, I just – I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know, like, you know, that eventually I'd want to be in the Bay Area because it's, like – if you're doing stand-up in North Carolina, you're going to do what? Like one open mic a week or whatever. You know, here it's just like there's so many different hubs for local comedy that. Where in North I'm, Carolina was your family? Is it, it was, uh, Yeah, it was like Raleigh and, uh, I mean, right on the outskirts. I think Raleigh's pretty big, though. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we were in kind of like the suburb area of that. Okay. Yeah. Raleigh has a small comedy scene? I don't know. So, I've never oh. – I, I mean, I've never <laughs> been back there. Never back since? Yeah. And then yeah. – um. Obviously, I wasn't doing comedy in fourth grade, and um, were you like the class clown, anything like that? I'm just, I'm just a goofy dude. You know what I mean? Like, I can try not to fuck up, and that just makes me fuck up more. So yeah, yeah, I'm kind of the class clown, you know. And normally, I don't know what's going on, you know. Like the clumsy kinda... guy in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I guarantee you, I will say something stupid. Like if if I'm in any like, like at work, like I'm there eight hours a day, I'm gonna do something stupid. You know what I mean? Like it's just guaranteed. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Does your family know you do stand up now? Yeah, yeah. Are they supportive yeah. for the most part? Uh yeah. My all my sisters my sister has seen me, but uh, my parents have not because I, I love my parents. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to feel like failures, you know what I mean? They say, <laughs> <laughs> How many siblings do you have? I have two. So I, I have one younger who lives in Chicago and then I have one older who's who's local. Okay, so you're the middle. Yeah, I'm right in the middle. The middle. And they're both sisters, yeah. I'm so. in the middle too. Nice. Man. Yeah, a lot of comedians are usually the middle child. Really? What do you think that is? I don't know. We got a couple outliers who are like, uh, like the youngest or the oldest. But so far, the ones I've talked to, the majority of them are like middle child. You should you should do some kind of poll and then oh. just you work on a theory. Make, yeah, make it like a hypothesis. Get some, get and... some pie charts, dude, and just like <laughs> discover what it is. Like discover the funny gene or something. <laughs> Create the ultimate comedian with your own family. And, and and through high school, you were just the clumsy guy as well. Yeah, yeah. So in high school, and then I was like a big stoner in high school, and a big like I was like the drunk, you know, like. At what age would you start drinking? Uh, I started drinking like seventh, eighth grade, like not 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 super young, you know. But yeah, yeah so I, I was just kind of like the drunk. I actually played. I was. It was weird, man. So in high school, I played. I was a jock because I played basketball, 
but then I like hung out with the stoners, but then I would hang out with like the jocks too, you know, cause they were like my friends on the basketball team. Yeah. And so I don't know, man, it was like, I didn't really fit in, in any certain place, you know what I mean? So it was just like, I was kind of like bouncing around, roving around. Right, right, right. Yeah. Then I'd hang out with the weird people too, yeah. you know, and, and, and kind of get along with them. So I was the same way, dude. Like I was in football. Then I'll hang out yeah. with the other guys. Then I'll hang out like with the nerds, or then I'll hang out with the theater people. Then I'll hang out with like right. And yeah, and I, I never really had a set group of friends, but I had like some idea of friends in these different groups. But it wasn't like you know you didn't like totally fit into one exactly. of those groups. Yeah, I, same same experience with me. Yeah. And then after graduating, you went to high to college. Yeah, I went to college um, down in Redlands. Do you know where that is? It's, <laughs> It's, it's, right it's, in, it's in the Inland Empire, which the cool thing about the Inland Empire is the name. All right. But like everything else, it's, it's just a shithole. Is it? Yeah. So it's it's like, um, what is it, San Bernardo County? Um, so it's in right SoCal? in between. Yeah. It's, in, it's right in between Los Angeles and Palm Springs. It's literally Redlands is a 40 minute drive to LA or a 40 minute drive to uh, Palm Springs. And it's like kind of desert land. And like the school I went to was super small. And. What kind of things do you study there? I studied. I honestly, I didn't study at all. <laughs> it was like it's a private school, so check this out. Once you get into a private school, and I actually went there to play basketball, and so I was able to get in. So you got a scholarship. It was Division three, so they don't Six. offer scholarships. Oh, okay, but like once you get in, uh, they do, but like not. They can't give you a full ride for athletics. Mm -hmm. But like once you get into a private school, like you have to fuck up like massively to get kicked out. And so I actually was able to just kind of hang around and like I would just take the minimum amount of courses every semester. And then after after five years, what they did is they asked me very politely to leave. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, it's probably time to go. And I and I was so close to graduating that I came back up here yeah. and I found a local school and I just finished like the one semester that I had and then I got my degree. Nice. Yeah. What field? Tech? Uh, business administration. So it's just, it's, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's not like I got any skills. I kind of did a joke about this for a while about how like college did nothing to prepare me for the real world. No. Like it just, it just hurt me, you know, because it was yeah. like, it was like, you just know, wasted your time. Yeah. Like yeah. if you don't go to class, no one would say you want to get a call when you want to get fired, you know, like right. you had, I had a cafeteria, like I had free food, like basically free food that I could go to anytime. You know, and I just like, yeah, like I would ha I like there were days where I'd have one class at like noon and I lived a four minute walk from that class and I'd wake up at like 1227 and be like, God, I'm, I'm late again, you know, and it's just like the one thing I, I just couldn't get to it, you know. <laughs> and so that was my experience with college. It was just, yeah. What, what position in basketball did you play? I played like a two guard. So yeah. I'm like. I'm like, uh, I'm very white and I could never dunk and, uh, but I could shoot good. And so I just, I would just, you know, shoot a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Three pointers were specialties or that's, yeah, that was it. That's good, man. Yeah. You, you ever done the, uh, basketball game with the comedians? No, because it's just, it, it's at a random, I, I've wanted to, I've, it's been a while since I played. Yeah. We could have used it, man. Cause uh, are you playing it? When I, I went there like once or twice. And it's do they play in Santa Cruz or on this side of the hill? No, on this side of the hill they play okay. here on First and it's by the airport. Qual okay, yeah, where the Qualcomm um, fucking buildings at. Yeah, and it's pretty cool, but it was like the improv staff 
versus the comedians. Oh, really? <laughs> and the majority of the improv staff were black. <laughs> right. So they, 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 we had a hard time. <laughs> uh, but no, but we had, a good, you know, like Noah Gain and Michael Braddon, they were like the only real good players we had. Yeah. I wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we could have used someone like you. Well, and next time I'll, I'll, I'll try to make it down. I, they haven't done it for a while, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So, uh, how have you seen your comedy develop from the beginning to now? Because you, you mentioned that you've rambled. I, I don't think you've rambled in the beginning, did you? No, I was like, I was trying to figure out what, I don't know, like what, um, I don't know, what, what I thought was funny and like how I wanted to be on stage and stuff. And I mean, the beginning is just like so much just getting over the fear of like being in front of a crowd, you know, and just being like, holy shit, like what, what if they don't think this e-cigarette joke is funny you know like what am I gonna do <laughs> you know and so just kind of feeling out what it's like to be on stage you know and so um just doing as many mics as possible to just like overcome that fear you know because like I think the thing that at least kills me the most is when I'm up there and I have anxiety and I have fear and I'm like trying to think of something funny but my brain isn't like working you know but if I'm up there and I'm relaxed and I'm not like caring what the audience thinks and I'm not afraid of the audience, then I can be funny like off the cuff and then I can like, you know, add uh, more stuff to the bits that I know and and work a lot. And so I think that was the biggest thing in the beginning is, is just getting over that fear. What are some of your comedy inspirations? Like who I who I look up to in comedy? Yeah. Um, so the comedians that I like, so I love Bill Burr. Uh, I love Patrice O'Neill. I love Bill Hicks. Um, yeah, those are those are my guys. I just saw Jim Norton. I think Jim Norton's fucking hilarious. I saw mm-hmm. him at uh, Cobb's recently. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Jim Norton, yeah, yeah. The, so. Just those guys? Yeah, I mean those are those are the group. And then there's a bunch of you know random guys. And of course, I like you know the George Carlin and 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 you know okay the classics pretty much. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, so then what's your creative process like then? I cannot. I can't just sit down and write down funny stuff you know like I have a bunch of notebooks where I was like sit in my room you know it was pretty pathetic just sit in my room in my boxers and like <laughs> just try to write funny stuff and like nothing would come yeah and so now what I do is like I just have my I always have my phone on me and so if um if I think of uh if I think of something that, that just annoys me or if I think of something that could be funny or if I think of something that is definitely gonna offend some people then I'll just write it down in my phone, like make a quick note. And then I'll just be like, okay, this is what I want to talk about on this subject. And so when I get on stage, I, I know how I'm going to start it. And then I just kind of go from there. So you, in some ways, go for the taboo. You, you kind of go for the subject matter that, that would rile something up in someone, I assume. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that, you know? Like I, I like making fun of things and making fun of people because I think that that's where funny stuff is. And then I make fun of myself. You know, because it's just like they're, they're, that's an endless well of material right there. <laughs> <You know>? Self-deprecation. <laughs> right. Right. And so like and then uh, and then, yeah, anything that anything that like I, I, I'm passionate to talk about, you know, and then um, I'll think of the stuff that irks me or the stuff that that I want to talk about. And so I'll have like just some bullet points. And normally those are just in my mind or quick, like one word notes in uh-huh. my phone. And maybe I'll check my phone before I go up and be like, oh, yeah, yeah I want to talk about that tonight. And then. And then I just have some bits that I've been doing for like a year or two that like I've kind of, you know, worked on and, and, and gotten the timing down. And so I'll do those in yeah. between those those newer bits and see what sticks. Uh, and and just plowing through them, right? Just 
going up there and because yeah because I, I find it awesome that you don't really write because i can't do that i have to write sometimes, yeah. sometimes i don't but i need some kind of you know on paper to know what i'm talking about right see i i just can't do that because sometimes I i'll go up on stage with a half-ass idea or like just a concept and i would just die like, like I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Right. I'm just rambling, and there's nothing funny about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you ever get that way sometimes? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, I, I mean, I've done the same thing. You know, I just haven't written it out. Like, I'll just, like, be driving to Mike or, like, a couple nights before. Like, I'll have maybe had a weird experience, and I'll be like, oh, like, I could talk about this. There's something funny. And then I get on stage, and I'm like, where did I want to go with this? What, like <laughs> – and I introduce – a premise and people are like okay cool that's a cool premise yeah all right go ahead and, and add some punchlines and it's just like yeah i don't i don't have any yeah. <laughs> that's it guys but hey that's a that's a that's a premise that's you know? the best you're gonna get right <laughs> and you awkwardly move on oh man it's yeah funny. no i've totally done that but yeah oh my god yeah man i'm, I'm going it's it's have you ever had like a hiatus from from comedy um not really but there's been times where i've just like been forced to take a break and like been good stuff you know like i um i went hunting uh out in utah oh shit and it's just like i'm in the mountains i'm not gonna be doing comedy and uh um, what were you hunting for elk okay yeah for a second for some reason i think i said mormons did utah I, I, hey dude mormon. i shoot a mormon <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you ever gone hunting before yeah but i've gone a bunch Really? Yeah, you, I just got into it. Like, you, I'm not what, good at all. Oh, so you didn't like, grow up hunting? No, no, not at all. And so I, I recently got into it. Um, but yeah, elk, pig. Um, I've been deer hunting, didn't get a deer. Did you eat what you hunt? Yeah, yeah. I, I would feel so bad if I didn't eat uh, what I hunted. Did, what was the first thing you shot in your life? Um, a pig. And a pig is the best thing to start with, in my experience. Like a pig or a boar? A boar. A yeah, boar. Yeah. Okay. Not just some. I like... thought you went to the farm and you took a pig out in the yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, man, that's not too easy, don't you yeah. think? Um, Did you wear like the camouflage and everything to hunt boar? Yeah, but what was funny is I showed up in full camo and I was like super nervous because I was like, I haven't killed anything. Am I gonna miss? Am I, gonna, I like I've never been hunting before. Like the only thing I've done is I I bought the gun and I went to the shooting range and I and I did, I took the test to get a hunting license. That's all I'd done, and like um, I went out with a guide and I'm like in full camo and he shows up and just like a truck and some jeans and he's like, all right, get in, you know. And I'm just like I'm like really nervous and he's just yeah. like you know he's all laid back because he's he grew up around it and he's, right. he's taking a million people hunting and so um <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then i mean i got i had a really easy i got lucky i had a really easy shot like we found one that didn't know we were there we were like 25 yards away mm-hmm. just put a bullet in it and what, what kind of rifle it. 30-06 tika uh-huh. yeah okay it's a good it's a good rifle yeah i, I love it you bought it or you or you rented it from this guy? I, I bought it you bought yeah, it. yeah so yeah. why all the way in utah to go hunting so we found a place, um, a really good outfitter that um, was pretty uh, inexpensive for like the experience that you got to have. So I didn't do bull since it was my first elk hunt. I did cow, which is a female elk. And uh, yeah, and me and my buddy just went out there and we got, we each got a cow and, uh, and we got like a crazy amount of meat. And it was like, that was a different experience. That was like full camo. You know, you get sprayed with a shitload of elk urine, you know, because they, <laughs> really? 
Oh yeah, cause uh-huh. so they can smell you, and like you go out during the rut, you know, and that's when yeah. they're like, they're like, uh, basically, elk are the coolest things ever. Like, yeah, like you know what they do? Like, so the male elk, they just round up a bunch of female elk, and they just fuck these female elk, and then what happens is, is they get as many as they can, and then if a bigger elk comes by, a bigger male elk, bull elk, comes by, it fights the other elk, and the winner just takes all the the female elk and then adds him to his herd. That's kind of a thing in most other animals as well. Lions. Yeah, that is uh, that the, is the way to live. Yeah, lions will actually kill the cubs of the previous uh lion. Right, cuz they don't want the bloodline going on, right? I guess not. You yeah. Know? And, and and then they they fuck as many uh female lionesses and then yeah, that's that's almost I think there's a trait of that in humans as well. I, I think I, definitely. I think, and it's funny, like, people talk about hunting, and, like, I, I, I probably shouldn't talk about it because I don't know too much about it. You know, I've only been out, like, a handful of times. But it's, like, people get all, like, sensitive to these animals, and I'm just, like, these animals are doing the craziest shit to each other, you know? And it's just, oh, yeah. like, if if you respect the animal and you shoot it and you eat it, you know, and you kill it humanely, it's way better than eating some farm race stuff you know and it's just like i've eaten meat my whole life so it'd be disrespectful to not like have that experience of like you know killing what i eat so that's 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 originally why i started hunting i I think i have a theory that the cuter we we perceive an animal the harder the society prefers not to kill that animal totally man that's why i said you should shoot a pig like as your first one (laughs) it looks like a giant rat you know know, uh, like the, the other day my mom here I have a joke in my stamp about it. The other day, my mom wanted to kill a cat because she hates cats. And, like, my mom, she's old school Mexican, right? She <laughs> she gives no shits, right? She doesn't like something, she'll kill it. Right. I'm like, Mom, you can't kill a cat around here. You go to jail and shit. <laughs> she's like, why? Why does she want to kill a cat? Yeah. Why? She's just like. Oh, because they're, like, they're shitting on the porch or something oh, yeah. like that. Something stupid. <laughs> and, just had to take some anger out. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you know. Because she sees them as rats. You know, when you see a rat, you kill a rat. You put rat no, traps. And, yeah, and you wouldn't poison. even bat it out. You wouldn't yeah. lose a minute of sleep uh, if yeah, you just, exactly. you know. But you, a dog or a cat, and I love dogs and cats, by the way. I don't want to kill any of them. But, like, some people's culture or, or different way of looking at things are like, oh, they're, they're just an animal as a rat, as an insect, as whatever. And and, and it's, like, it's like, you can't, mom. You, you, they're, you just can't kill them. And she authentically was giving me a hard time about it. It's like, why can you not? I'm like, because they're cute. And she goes, who the fuck said they're cute? And I really don't know. I was like, who did say they're cute? Right, no, it's, it's, it's like, a wait, good it's the yeah. internet. The internet yeah. decides who's cute, who's not. Yeah. You know? it's, it's it's like, here's another good example. So it's like, I like I um, I love dogs. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a dog, but I, I house it for my friend who has dogs, and I love his dogs. And uh, I, can, I, I can never shoot a dog. But mm-hmm. like... Um, out on these ranches that you know you'll go hunting on, they have coyotes, and coyotes are a big issue. Like they just, um, they are just a nuisance to these ranchers. And these ranchers, anytime you go out hunting for a specific animal, they bring a gun in case they see a coyote because they're gonna shoot and kill it, just because it's 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 um, you know it's killing their game or it's messing with their crops or whatever, right? And so I think I would have a tough time shooting coyote because it looks like a dog, you know. Yeah. But they're just like you have to kill these things, and so. I don't know. It's just interesting to see like different perspectives and how that goes. So. What's the most dangerous thing you shot? Is it just elk and, and yeah? I mean, the, I would say I would say elk. I've never like hunted bear or anything like that. 
when I was out there elk hunting, like scare the shit out of me, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you're fucked. It, 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 that's the universe in some fucked away balancing itself out. Because if you run from a fucking bear, bears could run up to thirty miles an hour. Bears can swim. They can climb. And do like you, it, it's almost impossible to get away. Really? Yeah. You, you look if you're tired. You're, 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 you're screwed. But but the thing to to do is pretend you're fucking dead, <laughs> and they leave you alone. <clears throat> what the fuck? You know? I, but here's the thing, though. Here's my biggest concern about getting uh, messed up by a bear, is that it would just be the most brutal death. Yeah. Like if I was out there hunting and then a ba- a bigger bear came up and I took a shot at it and I missed and I was be like, okay, this bear's gonna kill me. Yeah. And I just had like an on off switch. Yeah. And I could just like switch this switch on the back of my neck and be like, okay, I'm That's dead. It. Life was cool, you know. Had a little <laughs> fun doing comedy. Had some, you know, cool podcasts or whatever experiences. <laughs> and then I was just done. But just to get mauled, yeah. like get my like eyes eaten out, you know, and just like being like, oh, I'm still alive. Oh, it's playing with me a little bit. Okay, you know, <laughs> it's fucking my inside. Right, 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 <laughs> dude. But but like. That's such a weird thing, isn't it? The one animal, the land animal that's so dangerous and it thinks you're dead, I'll leave you alone. Yeah, no, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that some weird universe balancing thing? Like, I don't yeah. know. I find some, I find that crazy. I find that crazy. Yeah. It's like, why is this fucker so picky? All oh, right, because it can kill practically anything it wants, really. <laughs> right. It's, just, it's not a challenge. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's the thing. E- bears must have egos. They're like, oh, well. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm pretty sure there's some traits in that in some humans as well. You know, they won't really fuck with somebody if they're like weak or something, or they perceive someone weak. They won't really do anything to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. You know, if you you just don't want to like, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 that was, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's like the new uh, Leo DiCaprio movie coming I wanna out. I want to see that Reverend. The, yeah. Yeah. They have a, a bear attack. Yeah. I'm like, I, I know, I know it's going to be the most awesome scene, but at the same time, I know it's going to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. The du- uh, guy I worked with was telling me it was pretty brutal. Oh, you saw it already? I haven't seen it, but my, my friend did. Oh, where? And he at? was saying, I, I don't know. I just think he just went to local movies. So it came out the 25th. It did. It's like theaters oh really yeah okay he pirated I, i'm pretty like, sure he probably pirated it because i think he <laughs> told me on like the 23rd or the 24th or did he <laughs> and i was just like ah, I, I know that was out already and i was like you know whatever he stole that shit <laughs> have, you, have you seen star wars yet yeah yeah i haven't how's it it's like um it? i liked it did you it's very safe like what they did with it were you a fan of the uh previous ones i, I love four five and six yeah okay yeah. So it was right up there. Um, yeah, it was good. It wasn't. It wasn't great. Like it. It was kind of. I, I thought it. Just, it reminded me a lot of episodes four, five, and six, but it wasn't like too original. You know, it mm-hmm. didn't like super safe, like you said. Exactly. You okay. know, and so so it was cool. Like I went with a bunch of friends, and we went to the uh, Mountain View movie theater, and uh, you know we were in recliners and everything, which was nice and. You know, I mean, that was it was cool. What kind of films you're into? Um, I I kind of like horror movies, even though no no horror movie scares me. You know, like, is that why you like horror movies? Because they don't scare you. Some of them, someone will get me, but like I, what I always tell people, I'm like, look, horror movies don't scare me. Like real life scares me. You know, <laughs> like that that my thoughts 
terrify me. But um, so l- l- like drama is a horror film for you. Exactly. A yeah. Drama yeah. Will, just being like, I have to you. go to work uh, Monday. You know, like that. And I, I work at six a.m. That's terrifying to me. <laughs> You know, I have to talk to people I don't want to talk to. That that's 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 the living hell. Um, so I like horror movies. I like um, um, I don't know. I like uh, psychological stuff, and I like like thrillers. So like I like uh, Silence of the Lambs. I like uh, Jacob's Ladder, uh, Natural Born Killers. Have you seen those? That's yeah. That's a great yeah. film. Uh, Oliver Stone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, written by Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I love that movie. That's your point. I love this. I love the soundtrack to that movie. And the soundtrack. I don't yeah. really call the soundtrack so, so much. Uh, like Nine Inch Nails. Um, Leonard Cohen is on it. Um, there's a cool song from uh, like punk band L7 on it, and you know they don't make films like that as much anymore. Where they take these risks, not in just subject matter, but also in like format. Because that film was in five different. Ways of being filmed, yeah. It, it, it just like it just made things like whoa, like this is cool. Yeah, and you know what? I I actually read a little bit about it. I hate reading, um, so I I only was able to read a little bit, yeah, uh, on it. But it was really cool hearing uh, Oliver Stone talk about like the making of it, and then when he released it to um, whatever studio that 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 funded it, like hearing about um, just how they were offended. Like they wrote back to him, and this is this is what I got from what he what he wrote. But they wrote back to him, and they're just like, they're just like, we're 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 offended by this movie, but we don't know what. Like this, the overall essence of this movie, just something irks us, and and we don't like it. There's not necessarily one thing you can change, or like you know, yeah. it's not like the language or the nudity or anything. It's just like the feeling of that movie just messed with them, and I'm just like, that is so badass. Yeah, and that's a good like if your film does that to people, that's, right? That that sends the, the message across. Yeah, like they couldn't put their finger on like like what was messing with them. In and a I'm lot of like, ways, uh, in a lot of ways, that's very similar to comedy. I, I know some people who are like, I don't like your jokes. I don't know specifically why. Maybe it's the subject matter, but I just don't like you know. Maybe that's all it takes is that subject matter. Yeah, they just get like a like some discomfort in them, and they're not sure like where the discomfort is. They just know like. Right now, I feel uncomfortable, you know, and so yeah, some people will get more offended on the subject than the punchline. Because sometimes, like for example, the the the, the San Jose State open mic, my joke was about the homeless and how they're in the university, and yet the university is not doing enough to help them out, and how you know we're not that different from the homeless because you know as students, you know, it's like we need money, of course, and we're on a student budget. We might as well be in soup kitchens just like the homeless here. But before I could get to make that point across, the second I said I, I love the homeless of San Jose State, they pulled the mic from me. Yeah. So it's like the subject itself they felt uncomfortable with. I, I, I Not yeah. the message I was trying to come across. And they with. just, once you say the subject, they automatically turn off. Yeah. And they don't even listen to you, you know, what like your actual point of view is or like how you're trying to make it funny. And, and yeah, and I think in anything really films as well. You know, it's Natural Born Killers is a good example. Actually, most of Oliver Stone's films, JFK. Yeah. Uh, you you really gotta digest it all to really get the whole message across. Some music as well. Yeah, yeah, you totally. Yeah. Like like the other day, I was I was I was awesome. That you know who Nick Cave is. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Of you Nick you know Cave. what? That's that's right. Uh, Remember, I wore the Nick Cave shirt. Yeah, and, and you, you like were just like, dude, no way. Yeah, and then you recommend uh, King Crimson. 
Yeah. Really, yeah. They're pretty good band. And But Nick Cave is like that. It's like, you got to listen to the entire song, sometimes the entire album, to really digest everything. And he's such a great writer. But I know people that I've, I've tried to, you know, turn them on to Nick Cave and, like, listen to, like, 30 seconds. They're like, I don't like it. Yeah. It's like, you don't understand. You got to keep it's listening annoying. to it. It's annoying, yeah. I, I think, like, uh, things like with Nick Cave and, like, any of those bands, it's challenging music. And so it's hard. Like, the first time you, you listen to it, it's like, I, from my experience was it was just, like, so foreign to my mind that I was just like, okay, what is this? Like, yeah, I kind of like it, but I don't get it, you know? Like, it took me a while to get into Nick Cave and, like, took me seeing him live a few times and, like, if I... Oh, you saw him live? Yeah, I've seen him live. Fucking day. Dude, he's so good live. Um... In the city, uh, at the Warfield, I saw him, and then, um, yeah, I think, oh, it was at, uh, an, um, God, I forget the place, but both times we were in the city. Once it was at the Warfield, and once it was another place that I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the 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 venue, but it's a little bigger than the Warfield. So weird that that band, like he originally was like a birthday musician. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine someone looking like Nick Cave? Yeah. Sure got a kid's birthday party? But <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just the band was called the birthday party. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they were uh, like just like this weird yeah. like punk, like kind of like they were just out of their minds. Have you seen any of those old music videos? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, have yeah. A, I have a DVD with a compilation of them. Oh, really? Yeah, it's somewhere around. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, as you can tell, I have a bunch of DVDs, books, and yeah. it's the knowledge room, as I like to call it. It's just the studio. Nice. Um. Okay, yeah. All right, random question. Um, how do you get over a heartbreak? Um, would you go out and you have sex with other people? Is, is that the way to do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know any other way to 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 do that. Yeah. I mean, and then I'm gonna try to have sex with random people anyway. So without paying know, or with kinda, paying. For either it. way, you know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not against paying. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's these random questions I ask for my listeners. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, maybe one of them could use it. Yeah, one of those can go, go out and just... fuck if you're if you're you know sitting listening to depressing music in a dark room. <laughs> yeah, go out and get laid. And if you can't get laid, lower your standards and then get laid. <laughs> Lord knows that the girls I'm with are lowering their standards. Uh, is it anybody you're dating now? <laughs> No. You don't have a girlfriend? No. Like that? No. Okay. How's that way I'm working out? Is it comedy? Um, a, a little bit, you know, and then there's like, so the last couple girls that, uh, that I was like sleeping with, they called me assholes, uh, over text. And, uh, so I think did, that, uh, it might be a little bit of my personality. Did you meet them during, doing comedy? Couple of men on comedy, doing comedy, doing mics and stuff. Um, and then a couple on Tinder. I think sometimes like my my comedy kind of uh, uh, makes girls not want to talk to me. <laughs> and so I actually did get in a relationship from doing a, a comedy uh, show and uh, and I found out why. So I did the show and then after the show, I'm just kind of hanging around and it was at like um, this place that had coffee and food. And so I was like getting a coffee and there's this group of like three girls. And so I just, I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to go talk to them. And so I start talking to them 
and I give one of them my number and then we ended up like dating, you know, a couple weeks later and stuff and like um, I realized that she spoke very, very, you know, broken English and she couldn't really understand my jokes. So three weeks later you find out. No, I, I kind of knew like at the table we had a quick conversation. Her English was good, but where, like where is she from? She was from Germany and she was, oh. she was an au pair. She's oh. an awesome girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we like lots of those around here actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I met her. I met her. She was at Stanford and she she was uh, and that's like that's where the open mic was and and so I um yeah. sorry, sorry for kicking your leg. I'm not trying to play footsies. It's, it's okay. I'm mean, extending the footsies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it so, relax me. So a a German au pair. That's yeah. gonna be cute. Okay. Yeah, and so but she uh her honestly her English was probably better than mine, but <laughs> on stage. Yeah. I don't think she could understand like my my jokes and that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was able to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> like my friends, I brought around my friends and they're just yeah. like, "Wait, you saw his comedy?" and you're like, "Here?" and she's just like, "Yeah, I just, you know, I'm still learning English." And they're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> I think you set the standards for her when it comes to dating American men. Yeah, no, she thinks Americans are all assholes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my doing. That's that's your doing. All right, man. We're about that hour mark. Um, any upcoming shows you can be on or anything like that? Uh, tonight I'm gonna be in the TL. Oh, this is coming on Sunday, by the way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I just had an awesome show at TL. <laughs> what? <laughs> Our little theater. I'm there all the time. That's Victor Pacheco. Yeah. Right? Have you done that one? Not yet. Not yet. I've considered. I don't go to the uh, San Francisco that much. Yeah. I, sh- I should. It's because I, I earlier I mentioned about taking hiatus in comedy because I I'm coming back from one because I had a semester at San Jose State mm-hmm. and I was so busy I had no time for comedy really. And now the semester's over, I'm going back into it, and I, and I'm like, it's it's weird. It's like I haven't flexed that muscle for so long. Yeah. And uh, on the 23rd, I had a show I got invited on, and I did comedy. It went okay, but I was like, I realized, holy shit, like I haven't been done this for a while. And I could really tell that I haven't done it for a while. Yeah. I, I get the same way. Yeah. You know, I take a little time off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, other than that, just just random random gigs. Nothing. Nothing uh, big coming up. Honestly, I don't even remember. <laughs> it's it's all in my phone. Yeah. So, but a lot of bar shows and a lot of like uh, like gigs like our little theater. How do you see your comedy changing within the next year? Um, just you know, I just want to keep like like getting better, trying to get booked on uh, some different different types of shows and. Um, I don't know, man. I'm having a lot of fun doing it, and so I don't I don't see it as like work really, and um, so I love just getting out there and getting up there and 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 kind of just letting it go where it's gonna go, and not not trying to not trying to control it too much, mm-hmm. you know, but just putting in the stage time and and you know just keep keep going with it, and wherever it goes, you know, we'll see we'll see where where it's at in a year. All right, yeah. Theo, thank you for coming here. Uh, to the studio and had a good talk. Awesome, man. It was a lot of fun.